Hello and welcome to the Travel Diaries podcast. I'm your host Holly Rubenstein and today is our first ever family travel special. Now, if you tune in regularly, you'll know that I had my first child back in October last year. And it's been you, the listeners, who have reached out to me in such overwhelming numbers asking for more specific content, a dedicated family travel special, because there isn't a ton of advice out there for new parents traveling with a baby, where to go, what to pack. From my own experience, it can be quite overwhelming. So here we are. Obviously, this episode might not appeal to everyone so if you're one of those regulars please do tune in next week we'll be back with an amazing guest someone I'm so excited to chat to so how's this going to work my current plan is to release a family focused episode each season that loosely tracks my own experience as a mother so today we'll be chatting with a bit of focus on traveling with a baby up to around six months next season we'll then probably focus on six months to the toddler phase and so on it won't follow the usual seven chapters but focus on things like travel tips destination recommendations hotel recommendations and bucket list destinations for that specific age group please let me know what you think about this as it is really different to my usual episodes do you like it do you hate it do you want to hear more or less of something what have i missed I'd love to hear from you always. Send me a message on Instagram. I'm at Holly Rubenstein. As a newbie to family travel myself, I'm delighted that today I'm joined by two seasoned family travellers to guide us through this episode. First, we have Kate Lee, an acclaimed travel journalist who spent 10 years working in-house at the Sunday Times and now contributes at The Telegraph, The Guardian, The Times, Family Traveller and much more. Prior to a career in journalism, she spent five years working as British Airways cabin crew, often observing the logistics of parents travelling with children. Now a mum to two-year-old twins, she's putting everything she's learnt along the way into making her own family travel memories. Joining her is Frankie Collinson, who is the the co-founder of the family travel startup Tiny Travel Ship, which provides vetted recommendations across all price ranges for both family-specific and family-friendly spots across the globe. They've just launched a new booking platform and their Instagram has inspired a lot of my own family travel bucket list. Make sure you check them out. So first, we're going to deep dive into those essential travel hacks and what to pack for a small baby as there is a lot to think about. Then we'll explore some of the best destinations for you and your little one to go to, as well as some of your recommendations that you sent in for this episode and lastly we'll chat about where the three of us are all lusting to go with our families in tow so let's get started frankie kate welcome to the travel diaries to this first family travel special I am so excited to be chatting with you both today. How are you? Very good, thank you. Super excited to be here. Yeah, very good, thank you. Tired, but excited. (laughs) (laughs) Always the way. I was going to say, how are we doing? How was last night for you both? I shipped mine off. So he has a weekly sleepover with his grandparents. So he was off at Nanny and Granddad's house last night. So I can't complain. That's genius. (laughs) Excellent planning, excellent planning. And, And how about you, Kate? Yeah, we did not have that. Uh, we have one good one good sleeper and one not so good sleeper. So we did have a disturbed night, but 
I've forgiven him. So, Kate, you mentioned you have one good sleeper, one not so good sleeper. So we should say you're a mum of twins. I do have twins. Yeah, they, uh, they're they going to be two at the end of the month. Yeah, two boys, Ted and George. Have the terrible twos started? Uh, one more than the other. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we, we, we are in tantruming stage, but we're just trying to negotiate that slight hurdle calmly. <laughs> Well played, well played. Well, I'd love to hear a little bit more about your family setup too, Frankie. Tell me, tell me about your family and also why you're so passionate about family travel because family travel has become your life now. Yeah, so I have a little boy, Oscar, who is also almost two and well into the terrible twos. I think they started at one for him. Um, we also have a little fur baby girl, so a dog called Luna. Yes. Um, so I like to say I have two children, one human child, one fur child. <laughs> yeah, family travel. Travel has always been something that I've been super, super passionate about and always liked staying at, I'd say, more kind of off the beaten track places, like definitely loved more unique holidays. Once Oscar came along, the internet seemed to try to tell me that I could only go on a certain holiday. When you type in family-friendly holidays, family-friendly hotels, overwhelmingly it was package holidays. It was kind of giant resorts. And we're very much boutique hotel stayers. It wasn't the type of vibe I was looking Mm -hmm. for. But it was so hard to find information on where you could go. Pre-kids, you can just rock up anywhere. Like, what's the worst that could happen? It's the two of you. You're going to make a good time of it. When you've got a baby in tow, you can't just rock up anywhere. You need to know if kids are welcome. And it's also really handy to know what they have available for children. So I set up Tiny Travel Ship, which is a community of travel-loving parents, really as a place for parents to come together and share what we like to call stylish family travel recommendations. So quite often they're surprisingly parent-pleasing. They're not necessarily the type of places that you'd realise you could take your kids to. But once you've heard from another parent who's been there, it kind of gives you the confidence to realise you don't have to compromise your travel. You can still travel in a way that makes you happy with your kids in tow. Yeah, that is so needed. It was such a a gap in the market. And I mean, obviously, it has been such a tremendous success. Thank you. And Kate, tell tell me a little bit about whether with the twins, has your focus as a travel journalist shifted to be more family focused as well? Definitely. I've always been quite an adventure traveller. My dad was a cabin crew for British Airways for all my childhood. Um, And he never sort of shied away from taking us on his trips, which at the time, you know, they were a lot longer than they are now. They'd sometimes be two, three weeks. But we'd always have that mad rush through the airport to get the last seat on the plane or we'd sit on a staff seat or whatever. But I loved that he never, ever saw a hurdle in getting us to these places. And they weren't specifically family friendly holidays. They were just trips with dad and we we loved them. And so I've always had a sense of adventure of wanting to go away. And then when I left, I, I also became cabin crew for British Airways for um, five years, but I always wanted to be a journalist. So when I left flying, I went into journalism and I just continued my passion, obviously, in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so since having the boys, obviously, travel is a completely different ball game. But what, I, what I've what i not wanted to shy away from is 
doing the trips that my partner John Joe and I want to do I don't like yeah. sort of Frankie said I don't want to get pigeonholed into going to a big resort that perhaps isn't our style just for the sake of feeling like that's the only option available to me so yeah yeah so we've done a few different trips with the boys um we've been camping we've been to Greece we've been to Portugal we've been to a fitness retreat in France and um, we just tried different things really just to see how we manage and obviously at each stage of their development the holiday becomes completely different anyway so we just continue to do the sort of trips that we love and hoping to give them a little adventure on the way. So just to Kate's point about traveling the way that you want to as a parent myself my business partner Becky talk a lot about how much you sacrifice as you become a parent you don't recognize yourself when you look in the mirror like you lose the ability to wash your hair you get your clothes don't fit you give up so many of your hobbies so much of who you are you do have to sacrifice for your kids but one thing we're really passionate about is that your love of travel shouldn't be one thing that you have to sacrifice especially because especially when your kids are young you need the holiday so much more than they do it definitely becomes yeah it definitely becomes a turning point in age when your kids are slightly older when they do have a long list of requirements and of things that they want to do but when your kids are young and you're that sleep deprived bleary-eyed new parent you do you on holiday (laughs) like you should go to places that make your heart sing rather than feeling like you have to compromise for your kids Hallelujah to that. (laughs) (laughs) And this episode actually is really geared towards the six month age and below. So those early months when you are bleary eyed, when you don't know what's day and what's night and what's going on, because each season we're going to kind of move forward in that direction. trajectory of family travel this is travel essentially with a newborn up to around six months of course we'll talk about traveling with children more broadly but um like you said Kate and then Frankie also with a little one we're not at that age that you really need to um you know have them full-time in a kids club for example they're too young for that so it's about making sure that you make the most of these months when they're coming in tow with you and finding a place that yes caters for your new requirements and all the gear that comes with it without sacrificing necessarily on it being a place that uh, you you would wouldn't have chosen to go to otherwise yeah 100 percent. yeah definitely I totally agree I always say worry less about the things you don't have and work with what's there. And I think when you choose somewhere that works for you, you can sort of make adjustments that it can work for the baby as well. And when when John Joe and I went to um, Greece, the boys were slightly older. They were, I think, over, just over a year. But we, we chose to do our, every year, John Joe and I love to go to Greece on a holiday. So we book a villa and off we go. And obviously with the twins in tow, it's completely different. But the villas that we use, they do have um, the basics that we need, which were car seats for our hire car. They had travel cots and the rest of the stuff we made adjustments. Oh, they also had high chairs. But the rest of the stuff we made adjustments, we like we moved the sofas in the lounge to make a little play area for the boys. We put like our sort of, sort of picnic blanket and cushions down. We pulled one of the um, uh, the travel cots out onto the terrace one day and we just put the boys in there like a playpen. So we just completely made it work within the confines of 
where we were, but John Joe and I tried to have uh, the, the holiday that we wanted and the boys enjoyed it just as much. And we had a pool and we had that space all to ourselves. So it worked brilliantly. And I didn't feel for one second that we needed to be somewhere that specifically catered only for families and children. In fact, it, having a self-catering place worked brilliantly for us because we could sort of get on with all the bits we needed to do with all the feeding and milk and whatever logistics around the children we could do that quite comfortably in our own space so mm. it worked really well I love that that you made the space work for you creative thinking yeah definitely and I think you really you do have to be creative and I think wherever you are you can always make do with what you have you can always find a solution to your problem like if you see it as such you know if you don't have a baby bath or you could get in the bath with the baby and hold the baby yourself like that and you know you can do without the things that you feel are fundamental at home but I think and this is what I've always thought with traveling with children is that it the fear is the biggest problem that we all face it's the the fear to leave home without all the comforts and all the sort of things you have that make mm. your life easy and the logistics that revolve around that in getting children to a plane being on the airplane I was really nervous you being abroad, I was what if really you, nervous yeah what if you don't have something you need and I think that's the thing that that stops and if you can push yourself past the fear and worry about it sort of if you need to later then that that sort of will get you at least out the door and on on the way and I think that's I think that is the thing that holds us all back I mean as a new parent it really feels like a whole new frontier and a massive learning curve a massive learning curve um and and before we kind of go deeper into some more destinations that both of you have to recommend I thought we'd start with some travel hacks. I mean, Kate, you started us off there. I mean, what great ideas, moving those bits outside. <laughs> um, but um, I mean, for me, talking about the fear, six months and younger, y- your baby can still fit in their airline bassinet seats, can't they? So that's something to consider. For long haul flights, it's worth noting, though, that the booking policies for those coveted seats, they vary, don't they, between airlines? I think BA, for example, it's like first come, first serve. So you want to make sure that you book well in advance, whereas virgin it's allocated according to the age so the youngest gets priority a lifeline that john joe and i found was having the baby carrier with us we um because it's always such a rush to get on the airplane and obviously everyone's so keen to get to their seat it's hard to have the space to do what you need to do so we just found it an absolute lifeline having the baby attached to us both hands free we could both lift bags and do what we needed to do to get into our seat but also obviously you've got to take the baby out of it for takeoff and landing and put them in the seat belt but during the flight it was just fantastic and if at any point they needed soothing and we just needed to get up and sort of you know rock them to sleep we could just walk up and down the aisle a little and it it just made life so much easier having that I I would so recommend it to anyone traveling with with a little one suddenly both your hands hands are free to be able to do do what you need yeah and having twins you don't have that between the two of you you both have a baby but in saying that as well the very first time we traveled on a plane we um pushed the boys in the pram to the air to the aircraft door and in hindsight which we've done since we transferred them to the baby carrier in the lounge 
so that we we didn't have that faff at the door of sort of having to put take them out the pram put the which probably a lot of other people yeah, do we did, we did that when you're a first when you're when you're doing anything as a first-time parent what seems logical isn't always straight off the bat so yeah we did we we didn't do that the first time and it was a bit of a stress and a faff and the queue building up behind us and you instantly feel a bit anxious about it all so um yeah second time around we we corrected that and we got the babies can't we changed their nappies got them into the papoose and had a really lovely cruise onto <laughs> the aircraft without having any stress oh, that's a, a word of wisdom then for me because we pushed the pram to the gate on the two flights that we've done so far and also what we did was we were flying on British Airways actually but we were in economy so there were no uh, this was short haul there were no bassinet seats available to book so I in my kind of nervousness about the flight looking quite full, saw that it was possible to book um, an extra seat for Isabella, my daughter, um, at, at, a, at a reduced rate. And I have to say, for the very first flight, for me, because it was off-season, because it wasn't too expensive to do that, I found that that really was extremely reassuring because we had her in the car seat, um, which is always by the window, and then we had that whole row of three to ourselves. And yeah. I do think that if there had been yeah, somebody perfect. sitting like on the aisle and us, you know, both tra- kind of trapped in there with a baby who was crying at times, I, I, I don't know how, how I would have handled that really very well. I had a flight to France before. So thankfully, it wasn't a very long flight. And it was clear that the man next to me had come back from a very um, drink-fueled weekend, should we say? He was like sunglasses on, hat on, head down. Oscar spent the whole flight hitting him because there was just no room. Oscar was like this next to this poor man who was like, oh my God, leave me alone. So yeah, I definitely think having that extra space is genius. It's a good option to know that's available. Yeah, and it's really good for nappy changing, which can be, you know, once or multiple those times toilets are tiny in the airplane yeah. trying to get the nappy change down in those toilets is a skill that's actually one of my other tips to have a separate bag with exactly what you need to just grab to um go to the toilet to change a nappy have your nappy your wipes a nappy bag um because the very first time I did it I had everything all in our pram bag yep. but not separated so then I was had a baby on me trying to reach down to the floor which obviously there's hardly any room and sort of feel around in the bag for the few bits I needed and I thought oh th- this is a nightmare <laughs> I need to partition this so I can just literally grab the the nappy bag for the toilet and off I go so that that's mm. really good to have sort of one or two nappies and the wipes in in one bag so you can just Great pick shout. it up and compartmentalizing go. the compartmentals yes. the compartments how about you Frankie yes. what's your ultimate travel <laughs> hack well I'd say first of all just to add to Kate's one on the carrier check which brand you have we have an ergo baby carrier and it's got it's supposed to be a sunshade which pops over the baby's head but it works so well for blocking out light. So when you're trying to get them to sleep on a plane and it's bright light, we would just pop the sunshade over his head and it would make it darker for him. Um, so that is a great one. That's my awesome. <laughs> my other idea. one, not, not for the flight so much, but for hotels, mm-hmm. I always look for rooms with the golden baby monitor stretch. So 
I love to be sunbathing whilst Oscar is sleeping. I do not want to be nap trapped in that room with him. Yeah. So look for beachfront or poolfront rooms where you can have the baby in the room behind you and you can be just in front of it sunbathing. And they don't have to be ridiculously expensive to find poolfront rooms. Our first holiday with Oscar was to Monastery Estate Retreat which is this gorgeous boutique hotel in Crete. And all of the rooms have private pools right in front of them for a very, very affordable price tag. So it was really nice to know that we could sit outside the front with the baby monitor and he was just behind us sleeping rather than having to try to get him to sleep on the beach or sleep with loads of people going around us. Such a good idea. Um, And I'd love to hear more about that hotel, but just adding to the baby monitor um, travel hacks. One thing that I have discovered in traveling both in the UK and abroad, and for some people, this might not be relevant at six months and younger, but it was relevant for us. If the hotel or villa that you're staying in has a um, restricted closed Wi-Fi or an open Wi-Fi, that's something that I would really stress that you ascertain before you go so that you can use your baby monitor effectively because if it's an open wi-fi network like if you open it up and you have to maybe put in your room and your surname for example this most often means that baby monitors won't connect to it because of the risk of it being hacked have you had this experience at all ladies with your baby monitors I haven't, but I have heard of it. Well, ours connects to the Wi-Fi as opposed to it being about um, range, just range. Mm -hmm. And so as a result, um, we've had two places that we've stayed where our baby monitor wouldn't connect at all to the Wi-Fi and therefore we couldn't use it. So I think that's something, and, and it's something that a few of my friends have also had issues with. So it's just something to maybe ascertain before you go. Yeah, I think that's huge because um, it is one thing that allows you to enjoy you're sort of like in in Greece, we sat out on the balcony while the boys were sleeping and we could see them and hear them. Whereas I probably wouldn't have felt so comfortable abroad, like not being in my familiar surroundings, sitting outside when they were indoors. So yeah, I think it's really critical to sort of have your baby monitor working. It adds to an extra piece whilst on holiday. I would also say, don't be afraid to email the hotels and ask lots of questions. So ask what they have available you'll be surprised at how much some hotels do have available and also don't be afraid to ask for photos especially things which are safety focused so car seats in particular we when we went to Antigua the car seat that came with us for the transfer was not age appropriate for Oscar and in hindsight I wish that I'd asked for photos and now going forward I ask for photos of car seats and for travel cots because I know that if I have to I can bring my own ones with me. Yeah, we we actually had a similar thing in Greece um, where the car seats were not age appropriate and the boys ended up, we we sat them in the car seats and their heads were sort of flopping forward and we were like, we can't go anywhere with these. Yeah, there's nothing scarier. Yeah, that's, yeah, really good, good tip. 100%. And the last thing that I would say from my experience is packing a place to dock your baby like a baby beyond bouncer or the docker tot or something like that that we could flatten down and put into like a long soft suitcase gave us like a time where we could just put her down somewhere that wasn't in her cot to sleep and that really gave us you know like she had a little you know she was just playing in her bouncer on on our little terrace when we were in Spain and that gave her gave us some time to you know read a read a book for four minutes (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's a great idea
I also love the um, Baby Move have anti-UV tents. They're little pop-up tents. They're collapsible. So they're so small in the suitcase. And it was amazing for when Oscar was just lying. Like you said, we could just pop him in there. And even when he was sitting up and playing a bit more, it was nice to know that he could be outside in the sun and that we had shade and we had protection for him. Such a good idea. Yeah, that's another key thing that um, I think is quite critical when traveling with children is packing half of your children's stuff. If you've got separate case to your partner, packing half in each in case one bag goes missing, because it could be really detrimental if you turn up without (laughs) without anything. And then um, we really, really love for naps. um, The snoo shade, although I've always found it quite a clunky item to use, but you can sort of maneuver it to work as best you can um but we always keep the same um our bedtime routine so we have white noise and we have blackout blinds so we try to keep that the same whenever wherever we are and the snoo shades are just great if you're sort of you want to sit by the pool and have your lunch and the little ones Mm. having a nap it keeps them safe and And a little pram fan as well I'm a big fan of that yeah the um the pram fans are great because you can use them on the cots as well if you don't want to put the air conditioning on if it's going to get too cold you can just put the pram fan, sort of attach it in some way to the cot, wrap it around that. And um, yeah, that that's good for the sometimes for the baby if it's a little warm. So much room. wisdom coming my way. <laughs> <laughs> Frankie, going back to that hotel that you stayed in in um, in Greece, t- tell us a bit more about it and why why you love love it, because you've chatted to me about it in the past. Yeah, so it's called Monastery Estate Retreat. It's in Crete. It's tiny. I think off the top of my head, it's only like 11 rooms. And it's all suites. So the rooms are big. And especially when you're at that age, under six months, it's not necessarily separate sleep spaces you need to worry about because baby is still in the same room with you. But it's about having space in the room because they come with so much stuff. So So the rooms are really spacious. And all of the rooms either have private pools or private hot tubs. So there's not kind of a communal pool area. You very much are in your own space, but your own space is big enough for you. And then what they do have is a gorgeous restaurant on site and a spa on site. So it's nice for parents to be able to be pampered. I went and had a massage whilst Richard was in the room with Oscar. It was really nice to be able to just go upstairs to have breakfast in the restaurant or they could deliver room service if the baby just isn't playing ball. Yeah, have that flexibility. And it was just super, yeah, and super, super friendly staff, which I think is so important. important. Sometimes when you can go away, you can get kind of like looks from staff or when you've got the kids the staff at monastery estate retreat all learn oscar's name and every morning they were like morning oscar how's oscar doing this morning and it just really put my mind at ease and i think made for so much more of a relaxing holiday experience for me totally greek hospitality is what some of the best isn't it yes definitely oh that's such a good recommendation it's not a a hotel that i was familiar with and i'm really gonna have to add that to my list because it just sounds like it ticks so many of the boxes Yeah, it's definitely not full-fledged family facilities. Doesn't have a kids club. It doesn't have, like I said, its own like communal pool. But for when you're traveling with babies and you just want your own space and your own nice space, I don't think you can beat it. Brilliant. And Frankie, on Tiny Travel Ship, there must be destinations or hotels that come up time and time again, like the all-time favorites. Yeah, are there a couple that you just hear recommended to you like over and over? Yeah, definitely. 
So I think if we think about it kind of in different price points, which ones get recommended over and over. So some of our most, shall we say, cheap and chic ones that get recommended to us. There is a gorgeous hotel in the Spanish hills called Casario del Merador. Mm -hmm. It's family run. They are self-catering apartments. But what's so incredible is the hosts are really on hand to help. It's such a home from home vibe. It's a real community feel. And it's kind of like going away with your grandparents or your parents to help without feeling guilty about it. Um, There's sand pits and slides and swings for the kids. They do early dinner sittings where they give the parents a glass of wine whilst the kids are being fed. So that one's really lovely. And then in terms, I think, of slightly more luxury hotels, Almira in Cyprus gets recommended to us all the time. Yeah. It's a member of the design hotel group, so the interiors are impeccable. It has a creche from four months, which is quite rare. In most hotels, kids' clubs kind of start from one year, so four months is amazing. It has a packing service, so you don't need to worry about things like prams and bouncers and sterilizers if you don't want to. You can use their Baby Go Lightly packing service. So and the good. one which I'd say is just slightly the more luxurious step up from that, which again gets recommended to us so much, is Dios Cove. I've had so many mums go and rave about it. You can get private pool rooms. The dining is amazing. So I think a lot of people who I've spoken to have been are normal, all-inclusive people. They prefer to be able to eat around, go to different restaurants, haven't necessarily stayed in all-inclusive hotels since they were a lot younger. But the feedback about Dios Cove is that the food is incredible and it is worth going for the food alone. They also, Kids Club from four months, also have the packing service. So they're just really kind of easy hotels. Great, great recommendations. I actually also asked the listeners to send in some of their recommendations. So I'm going to read them out like throughout the episode. I thought I'd read one one now, kind of following on from your recommendations, Frankie. So Davina says, from a personal perspective, I can't rave about Icos Resorts enough. Icos or Icos, I'm not sure. I I obviously see (laughs) Icos recommended a lot myself. The staff are fantastic with children and really make the holiday. When my daughter was ill and we had to visit the on-site doctor, another great thing about it, we had toys sent to our room, a phone call to check all was okay, and another staff member checked in on us whilst we were dining. Nothing was too much for them at all. As a destination, I found Italy so welcoming to families. We travelled to Puglia with my then four-month-old and everyone made such a fuss over her, offered to hold her whilst I ate and we had such a fabulous hospitality everywhere we went. Now, I think that's interesting because as I said, I feel like I see Ecos as a name that's kind of synonymous with um, family travel and Puglia is a destination that I was thinking about for travelling with Isabella in the autumn. So have either of you had any experience with with? either of those I went to Puglia last September Ah. and cannot recommend it highly enough it's also a great destination to go to in September because you still get really warm weather and where we went which was south which was right in southern Puglia there were no tourists like it was just us and the locals and it was incredible 
the food around there they have these kind of like secret swimming spots so they're like these gorgeous natural swimming pools right onto the sea it's just unlike anywhere I've been before and everyone again so friendly with Oscar and what about Ikos? So I've never personally been to Ikos. Ikos obviously is one which does come up time and time again with our community. Yeah. I think the hotels in general are always really, really highly recommended. One thing which we have had mentioned by the community is that whilst the beaches in Aria and Dacia, so the beaches in the Greek ones are incredible, the beach at Andalusia isn't quite as nice. Okay. So I think it's more rocky. So if you're someone who loves the beach look for one of their Greek outposts. Interesting. That's worth noting. And also, I just got a press release actually about Ikos. So the group's second property in Corfu, Ikos Odyssea, is opening in May. And then they've got one opening in Mallorca, Porto Petro mm. in June. So that would be interesting. I think Mallorca is a good shout for, uh, for that kind of vibe. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Today's episode is supported by Airbnb. It has been a long old winter here in the UK and in between podcast seasons, I'm going to take a little bit of downtime to seek out some warmth. I'm jetting off to the Greek island of Mykonos, visiting some places that have been on my bucket list. And while I'm hopefully soaking up some Mediterranean sun, my home will be hosting guests from all over the world thanks to Airbnb. It's the perfect way to make your travels even more rewarding. Instead of letting your home sit empty while you're off exploring new destinations, why not turn it into a cozy retreat for fellow travellers just like I do. Whether you choose to rent out your entire space or just a spare room, it's up to you. I list my spare bedroom and it's been a fantastic experience, both financially rewarding and a great way to connect with new people. So if you're planning your own summer getaway or any trip for that matter, consider putting your home on Airbnb. It's a fantastic way to earn extra income that can go towards your travel expenses, souvenirs, or even that special treat you've been eyeing. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.co.uk forward slash host. Thank you to Airbnb for supporting the Travel Diaries. We stayed at um, the Martinal Resort in uh, Sagres, I think the locals pronounce it, which I'm actually in a twin WhatsApp group in the area that I live and it is probably the most recommended place to stay. Um, from all the families yeah and it, it really I think it's one of those places that has everything you need so therefore it is really 
a sort of easy travel spot to go to. And we we had a garden villa, um, so we had a bit more space, which was massively um, helpful with the boys because um, to have two cots in one room would be quite a lot. I think we just spent most of our evenings in the bathroom. Um, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's it, one of those resorts. Again, you need to call ahead sort of for any of your requests, but they literally have everything. They've got uh, door protectors, cots, um, high chairs, sterilizers, bottle warmers. Yeah, they've got everything you could possibly need. And if you email ahead, um, they do have a baby concierge service um, and they've got babysitters, I believe. Um, Their crash is from four months. No, their crash actually, sorry, is from six months. So our boys were slightly too young to go into it but it's from six months onwards but yeah it was just fantastic place and one of the things that we really valued there was the restaurants that for slightly older kids they've all the restaurants have sort of play areas surrounding them so as a parent you can sit and have your meal and your kids can play outside if they're bored and they're fine or they've got little things to do in the restaurants but um, they were so accommodating so nice to to families and obviously because it's a family resort but not everywhere is obviously like that and so it was so refreshing and we took the boys down we put them to bed in the pram we put the snoo shades the what we cranked the white noise up we went down for our dinner and we didn't get any funny looks having this giant twin pram (laughs) next to our table the boys slept through we got to enjoy our dinner the waiters and waitresses all came over and spoke quietly so not to wait the boys it was just so accommodating and the boys had their first swimming lesson there we had this wonderful um lady that took them for a lesson and it, yeah it was just magical and they they had everything you could possibly want the only one um negative is that some of the paths are cobbled which is not mm. the best mm-hmm. for a pram <laughs> it was it was wonderful to experience somewhere that was you know so sort of catered for families and had all those essentials because you can end up packing so trying to pack so much into your suitcase and lugging things that you might not need they also had a shop there that was stocked with you know had we we ran out of our formula we didn't quite plan um enough um and we yeah we were about a day short of the formula we needed so we went into the shop they didn't have ours we had to buy another one but they did have some so we just made do with what we had but it was good to have those facilities yeah to hand I think what's also so nice about hotels like Martin Hall is the sense of camaraderie Mm -hmm. between parents. Mm. We've heard a lot from mums and dads who have been that if your baby starts crying at dinner, it's like a sympathetic, we've been there glance that you'll get from other parents. (laughs) And it's feeling like you're all in it together. And I think especially when you're really anxious about your first holiday and you're like, oh my God, is everyone going to hate me if I bring a screaming baby into this hotel? It's nice to be able to have those more family focused hotels where there is that we're all in it together vibe absolutely I also think you get quite a lot of that on aeroplanes like on what on um the last flight that we came back on both boys took it in turns to completely have a meltdown and um we were all inconsolable to be honest (laughs) (laughs) and at the end of the flight we decided to wait and let everyone else get off and then we were going to collect our chaos and obviously sort of like during the flight I was trying to see Ted um, and I was walking up and down the aisle and I was a bit distressed and I I just sort of didn't want to look up at anybody because I felt like every all eyes were on me and as people got off the aircraft um, 
they, they were so kind and then um, they just all gave us that sort of sympathetic look of you did a great job yeah. and don't worry we've all been there we all understand and we just sort of realized it was a complete nightmare for us but it wasn't for other yeah. people and I think you always feel like it will be but for the most part 99% of the time people are so kind because they've been there and yes. done it themselves yeah and most of the time on airplanes I think it's so easy to get yourself worked up when your baby's crying but most people have headphones in and they're listening to their music or they're listening yeah. to movies and they can't hear your baby crying no and also to make light of it as well, because when I was cabin crew, I used to think, gosh, how do people let their children make such a mess on the floor? <laughs> I'd never do that. And honestly, John, Joe and I were breaking every rule in the book just to try and calm the boys down. And we had a packet of um, like cheesy What's It type crisps. And the boys were just putting their hands in them. And they and when I looked down at the floor at the end of the flight, it was actually embarrassing <laughs> I, I I was on my hands and knees as you often are as a parent gathering all the food into one little pile <laughs> and as people got as people left the aircraft John my partner John Joe just said to people obviously do help yourself to complimentary crisps and biscuits <laughs> which were all over the floor but we just we, we just had to make light of it because it had been so awful for us but everyone was so kind so yeah you, you just have to laugh at these things. Kate it's it's really amazing that you recommended the Martinelle. Aoife Griffin one of my uh, longtime listeners she says she also recommended the Martinelle in Lisbon she said um, I can't recommend it enough. They've got an amazing kids club and brilliant family rooms with bunk beds and lovely touches like refillable water bottles for the kids. Ours were seven and five when we went. And so we were able to leave them at the kids club while we had a lovely meal at a little restaurant down the street. And I'd say that they're really well equipped for little baby guests too. And you can also go to their sister hotel in Kashkais if you want to have a day by the pool. Win, win. Obviously a collection of hotels that is just so popular with parents, Frankie. Yeah, it's definitely one that we've had recommended quite a few times. We've got a very in-depth review on Tiny Troubleship as well oh. of um, one of our parents who went there and raved about it. And personally, I think Portugal is just such a great family-friendly destination. So I'd love to tell you about my first trip um, that I am recently back from. So I yes, was... please do. Yeah, I was flying out to Andalusia. So I wasn't going... I have to admit, I didn't go for an especially bold option I wanted to go for something that was relatively within my comfort zone um, that was going to be warm and comfortable um, and I was invited by the Marbella Club in Andalusia to review their offerings for little ones and we did a dual center trip we actually flew into Marbella and out of Gibraltar and I was staying at two different hotels uh, which I would say was lovely to have the change of scenery but Bear in mind, you'll probably spend half a day packing up and packing up the car when you do the transfer, right? Yeah. <laughs> but um, the Marbella Club I'd heard about for years as having one of the best kids clubs in the world. But I also had was interested to experience it because I also knew it was a hotel that I would have been really excited to go to without kids. Yeah. And that is why I think it really fits this age demographic so well because I would say about half of the guests had children or babies and half of them were of all different ages and with without children and so it didn't feel like I was in an overtly family friendly you know water slide water park kind of like really like 
out there for family hotel but when I arrived there I was absolutely blown away for example they have um, a traveling with tots arrival kit so um, they check in with you like the kind of things that you mentioned with the other properties they check in with you what you might want they've got moses baskets cots high chairs prams play pens blackout binds bottle warmers bath mats everything and they can even like order um specific nappies and specific baby milk and stuff for you so literally you it's like the real elusive luxury of traveling light like we had to bring so little stuff with us and um it was just the kind of things like the bouncer and the docker tot and stuff that we were packing up rather than having to spend a full day rather than a half a day bearing in mind you know I brought quite an extensive wardrobe for her (laughs) and other other things (laughs) um and the babysitting I think is another real plus of my bear club because I was really nervous I'd never left Isabella with um, a babysitter before and I knew that in order to have an enjoyable holiday it would be great to have a little bit of time to ourselves and they're cash accredited bilingual nannies who are the babysitters at the Marbella Club so they are like the highest level of childcare with decades worth of experience we were introduced to our babysitter who looked after Isabella for a few nights while we had dinner it was the same lady every day she was utterly delightful clearly so experienced and competent which gave me such peace of mind that I could go and have um, a few dinners and not you know have to worry about about leaving Isabella so that was an absolute huge plus um it's it's worth pointing out that it also has like one of the most famous kids clubs in Europe I would say it I'm sure you've heard about both heard about it quite a lot but it's kind of separate from the hotel so not not separate as in it would be tricky to get to but it doesn't dominate the property so like around the pool where there's a Mm -hmm. lovely cafe that looks out onto it there's you know beautiful restaurants they're all um individual in their own right the uh, kids club is behind a massive wooden gate so it is like kind of separate and then you enter it and it's this 5,000 square meter utopia I mean I was so jealous of the kids hanging out there I think that's a sign of an excellent kids club right when you're like God, <laughs> did you want to join in I wish I was a child right now <laughs> it's this converted farmhouse ranch space type thing like there's like farmhouse buildings and it feels kind of like a sprawling ranch and there's a pool there there's a zip wire there there are different rooms for different age groups so there every different room has different um kind of gear that's appropriate for them but I think what I thought was most amazing was like the caliber of the activities that they had on offer like they had flamenco yoga which I mean again flamenco yoga who knew (laughs) um I would archery, love to do that. perfume making. Yeah, wow. I'd love to do flamenco yoga. Um, and just all in all, I just thought it was utterly amazing. Um, and I just thought it was really nice as well because I think that you, I maybe had a bit of a preconceived idea about Marbella in that I was thinking maybe of it being a little bit glitzy and a little bit, you know, I thought I might be a bit self-conscious in in Marbella because, you know, it's like no carbs before marbs type vibe, you know. (laughs) But um, it was a hotel which, again, like the places that you've mentioned, was so accommodating. And it also felt like I was in the Caribbean in terms of its environment. Like it was 
or maybe as I said on on my Instagram actually maybe more like Costa Rica it was so verdant it was so lush it was so green and tropical and there was something about the amount of foliage everywhere that also made it feel more relaxing for me to be outside with Isabella because I kind of didn't feel like she was in like blaring um sunshine the whole time there was like quite a lot of shade to be found which I think is something that I didn't realize I would know was so important until I kind of had my first trip with her yeah I think as well those kind of environments because as a new mum it's really difficult to get out and get fresh air and it's not always easy to get out the door so I think when you're away and you're in an environment like that and you can shade from the sun so you can keep them safe Mm. it's sort of the best of both worlds isn't it because you can get that really beautiful fresh air and the outdoor scenery but you can also have the little ones safe and sound too it's just an instantly calming calming, that environment and I think the Marbella club really nails not compromising so it has the amazing kids club but also the interiors are to die for I mean the pool I was so jealous of that photo that you posted on Instagram the pool is gorgeous the food is gorgeous and the beach club as well well yeah but as a parent you're still having an incredible holiday yeah I mean the price tag kind of comes along with it so it's one that I think I you know would save up for but it's somewhere that I would recommend if you wanted to really splash out for you know uh it's not a baby moon is it when you when you're your first trip with a a baby but it's kind of like you know celebrating the fact that baby is here um I think if you really feel like you deserve it which you do (laughs) (laughs) then um it's uh, a really lovely lovely option and I I haven't even gone into the the beach part of it which you would just stroll down the path and then suddenly you know you're looking out at the glittering Mediterranean and they have these like lovely kind of four poster cabana type things at the beach club where I kind of and a lot of other mums did the same like I had all of Isabella's toys and books and paraphernalia like all spread out and it piled up with cushions and I could like (laughs) discreetly breastfeed there and um, you know, there were people that would offer me a drink and there was a little restaurant just to the left of it. So if I wanted something more substantial, I could order something. And it it felt very comfortable and easy. And moving forward, I I know that I'll crave that ease with the places that I go to next. Yeah. I would say another hotel that we've been recommended quite a lot, which I think is perhaps just the price bracket down, is um Creta Malia Park. Mm. Again, it's a design hotel. They have those kind of sumptuous striped four-poster canopy lounges. So you've got the shade. It's got a gorgeous, gorgeous kids club. It's got a real eco-friendly ethos. So they're really trying to teach kids about saving the planet. So it's a lovely vibe. And it really nails that things for the parents and things for the kids without yeah. compromise. Yeah, that sounds like a great recommendation. I think I've seen that on Instagram as well. I like start saving all these des- destinations onto my Google Maps. That is just for family travel. Now, whenever I'm like, right, uh, like looking at all the, obviously going to Tiny Travel Ship is my resource for many of those saved <laughs> options. So guys, I mean, it's been so fun. I mean, we could, I really do feel like we could carry on talking for another hour or two, but I would love to know before we wrap up this first family travel episode um let's start with you Kate where is top of your travel bucket list to take your little ones now well top of my travel bucket list to take Ted and George is Costa Rica 
Amazing. Yeah, we are animal mad in this house. We love our little animals. So I Mm -hmm. just think to take them to somewhere as epic as Costa Rica to see, I mean, they won't believe it when they see, you know, a monkey swinging in a tree and um, but I, Sloths. I, I just think there's so much to offer and for sort of, yeah, the verdant landscapes, like the waterfalls, like the beaches, I think, yeah, it would be an epic adventure for me and my partner and the boys. And he, I, I think yeah. this is one thing that's really important, like when you're traveling with children, and I've come to really think this, that so many people say to you, what's the point? They won't remember. But the point of it is, is that you'll remember and you'll be able to remind them of where you took them. And all these things do, which I think is what happened to me as a child, is that the more you explore, the more you want to explore yourself and the more you want to see. And that's what I want to instill in the boys is that a huge sense of adventure to not be fearful to just go and try things and do things and and put yourself, you know, it, 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 it nowhere is easy to travel with children. I think fundamentally, that's the point. It like yeah. everyday life is, is complicated with children, the logistics are like endless. And travel is the same. But I think you can find so much beauty in it. If you put yourself out there to go, I would not say it was easy. I would not say, uh, like from friends told us having one child was hard, having two at the same time, is I don't know if it's much harder or a lot harder because that's all I know but traveling with twins is difficult because you each have a child so you've never got your hands free but yeah we just try so hard to not be put off by the logistics and everything is an adventure and that that time they cried on the aircraft we see that now as part of the adventure that we had in trying to get ourselves to Greece. Yeah. And we'll do it again this year. We'll put ourselves through it again. And I've spoken to parents in the twin group that have gone on road trips. I saw a mum in the park the other day whose um, little ones are eight months old. They'd just done a six-week road trip in Mexico. And I, wow. I felt really, like, empowered listening to her. I thought, yeah, that why should we fear these things why and it and and so yeah any anything is an adventure and as long as you look at it as an adventure the highs the lows you'll have a great time wherever you go people always ask us what are the most kind of family friendly destinations but we say people raise children everywhere in the world so you can absolutely go wherever you want to go and yeah as Kate said just make an adventure out there everything is memory making and Frankie top of your travel bucket list my top of my travel bucket list is nowhere near as adventurous as Kate's <laughs> travel bucket list so for me there is this gorgeous airbnb homestay called casa panetta mm-hmm. and it's on elba island just off of tuscany at its walking distance to the beach the rooms it is so so beautifully designed looks like something from an interior design magazine it's got enough bedrooms to sleep the grandparents which is always a big bonus for me we like to bring the grandparents along to have built-in babysitters and it's just somewhere a little bit different it's a different beach the sea looks incredible there's donkey rides horse riding you can do nearby um so that is definitely top of my bucket list I am I have booked to go to Australia in January with Oscar will be two and I'll also have a five-month-old by then 
to visit my sister and my sister-in-law who are both living out there so we're going to be taking Kate's mantra and finding (laughs) adventure and seeing the fun side of it on that 16-hour wow oh my goodness well you'll have to come back on and tell us all about how that goes if I survive yeah (laughs) you you can do it you can do it you've got this yeah you've got this guys it has been so empowering and fantastic chatting to you and thank you for so being so honest about your experiences traveling in such an important time in your life and your family's life so it's just been such a joy so thank you so much for joining me both on the travel diaries thank you so much thank you Oh, we could have gone on for hours. A huge thank you to Frankie, to Kate, and to you guys for sending in your tips. There were way too many to be able to include today, and there were some great ones. So I'm saving them for the next episode next season, which I'm already preparing for as Isabella is over six months old now. So we're on to the next chapter. Weaning on holiday, baby on the move. (laughs) There's lots more to come. Thanks so much for listening today. If you'd like to hear more from the podcast, don't forget to hit subscribe or if you use Apple Podcasts to press follow so that a new episode lands in your podcast app each week. If you want to be the first to find out who's joining me on next week's episode, come and follow me on Instagram. I'd love to hear from you. I'm at Holly Rubenstein and you'll also find me on Twitter and TikTok as of a few weeks ago, also at Holly Rubenstein. And if you can't wait until then, remember there's the first eight seasons to catch up on that's over 90 episodes to keep you busy there all the destinations mentioned by my guests are included in the episode show notes here on your podcast app and listed on my website thetraveldiariespodcast.com thanks everyone and i'll be back next week Today's episode is supported by Airbnb. It has been a long old winter here in the UK and in between podcast seasons, I'm going to take a little bit of downtime to seek out some warmth. I'm jetting off to the Greek island of Mykonos, visiting some places that have been on my bucket list. And while I'm hopefully soaking up some Mediterranean sun, my home will be hosting guests from all over the world thanks to Airbnb. It's the perfect way to make your travels even more rewarding. Instead of letting your home sit empty while you're off exploring new destinations, why not turn it into a cozy retreat for fellow travellers just like I do. Whether you choose to rent out your entire space or just a spare room, it's up to you. I list my spare bedroom and it's been a fantastic experience, both financially rewarding and a great way to connect with new people. So if you're planning your own summer getaway or any trip for that matter, consider putting your home on Airbnb. It's a fantastic way to earn extra income that can go towards your travel expenses, souvenirs, or even that special treat you've been eyeing. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.co.uk forward slash host. Thank you to Airbnb for supporting the Travel Diaries. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 